Zechariah, do not be afraid. Your prayers have been answered. A son will be born to you. But how can that be? I'm an old man. Because you have not believed, you will be silent until the day your baby is born. special. You will have a baby, and his name will be Jesus. How will I have a baby? The Holy Spirit will give you one. Whatever you say, I will do. I get just guess I'll divorce, divorce her quietly. Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. She is special and she will have a son. He will save all the people from their sins. Do you know where we can stay for my wife to have a baby? I'm afraid there's no room in the inn, but there is a stable behind the inn where the animals sleep. I'll take it. Right this way! See what that angel's talking about. Yeah.
I'm just going to warn you, that's better than the sermon. <laughs> I love kids' Christmas programs. There's just something so powerful about them, so amazing. They seem to be equal parts uh, cute and uh, chaos and comedy with a little Christmas thrown in. Uh, this is one of my favorites, though. Only four characters, only four kids. Might even be from one family, I don't know. And they play different roles. But did you notice the wonderful expressions on their faces as they got into that story? It's just so powerful. There's a beauty in its simplicity, and yet there is profundity in its message. It's deep. And it comes through when kids simply share the scripture. And also, each one had a specific role to play, multiple roles in this one, but they played each role so well. And if you were to liken that very first Christmas night to a play, it's abundantly clear that God has given to each one of the main characters a specific role to play. And that's what Matthew tells us. I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 1. The New Living Translation. Just listen to this. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, whom she was engaged to, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Eugene Peterson, in his paraphrase called The Message, says this, Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of matters quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now notice verse 21, and she will have a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now if this is a play, there's the script. And each role is doled out to the main characters. And I want to spend just a moment looking at each one of their roles. So here's Mary's role, first of all. The scripture says she will give birth to a son. That's every mother's dream. Especially in that day, not just to have a child, but to have a son. And not only that, the, the young women who were living in Israel were hoping that their son would be Messiah. But every mother's dream almost turned into every mother's nightmare. Everything about the story seemed to go wrong at the beginning. Gabriel appears to Mary and proclaims, Don't be afraid. You are going to give birth to a son. And this son is going to be great. He's going to be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And Mary is at the same time both terrified and mystified. Who is this Mary? A modest teenager, that's all. Some scholars believe that Mary might have been 15 years old. I mean, that's hard for us to conceive. Maybe 18, but she was a teenager. 
And she was engaged to Joseph, but she did not know him, had not come together. They were not married, only engaged, which is far different in that country because the only way you could break an engagement like that was a divorce. And while engaged, you would even call each other husband and wife. So the angel comes, gives her this message, and she is completely terrified and entirely mystified, but she surrenders. Notice her response. I will, she says. It's recorded in Luke chapter 1. I am your servant. May it be to me as you have just said. And I am bowled over at that statement from a teenage girl about her trust in the living God. It's a statement of faith, isn't it? A statement of humility. It demonstrates courage. All of that to believe a miracle. And Mary plays her role well. Oh, she knows that when the people see her showing that tongues will wag in Nazareth, she knows that her reputation is ruined when she says, be it to me according to your word. She knows people won't understand. Maybe her parents, we have no idea how they reacted, but we do know how Joseph reacted. And it was perhaps the worst reaction that she could expect. Here's Joseph's role. Mary will bear a son. Joseph, you are to give him the name Jesus. That means, Joseph, your role is to take responsibility and to be the parent, the father of this particular child. Now, who is Joseph? The scripture uses a very interesting word for him. We call it carpenter, but the actual word is craftsman. He's a simple craftsman. And he's traumatized by what he hears. By the way, the word craftsman could mean carpenter, working with wood, but there's not a lot of wood in Israel. He might have been a stonemason. Either way, he was a skilled professional, a contractor, but a simple man. And now he's been given a message from his wife-to-be that's impossible to believe. But he deeply loved this girl. Even if the marriage had been arranged, by the way he responds, shows that he is noble and righteous and respectful and devoted to her. And so he tries to do the right thing. According to Jewish law, he could have made a public disgrace of Mary. That's a good way, by the way, to save his own reputation. When he determined to divorce her privately, it was his declaration that this isn't my child. And he could have made a big public display, but he had too much love for her. Someone once said, when we must do something that is severe, let us do it in the most tender manner. And perhaps we won't have to do it at all. And that's the way Joseph responds, in the most tender manner. And in the end, he doesn't have to do it at all. He doesn't have to divorce her because the angel appears and says, hey, what Mary told you is right. It is of the Holy Spirit, this child, this pregnancy. It is supernatural. And what's Joseph's response? His response is, I'll do it. 
I'll play the role that you've chosen for me. I tell you, that is just like Mary, filled with faith and humility and courage. You don't see much of that today. And by the way, Joseph played his role well. I've heard people say he's never called in the scripture. Uh, Jesus is never called the son of Joseph. Usually that's true, but in John chapter 1 and verse 45, it says, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Biologically, no. Legally, yes. Joseph became his father and cared for him. He was the one who protected the family and led them to Egypt. The one who came back from Egypt and then protected the family again by fleeing to the Galilee. He's the one who worked hard to prepare for his son. And he's the father who had a perfect child. Wouldn't that be hard? What do you say to the other kids? Be like your brother. <laughs> That's a tough thing to do. But Joseph played his role. He returned with Mary and the little boy, Jesus, back to Gossip Central, Nazareth. And the tongues were still wagging. Jesus had to live with it all of his life. You're illegitimate. Mary and Joseph had to live with it all their lives. But what about the role for Jesus? Look at verse 21. She will, you will, Joseph, and he will, Jesus, he will save his people from their sin. The name Jesus means Savior. It's the Greek equivalent to the Hebrew Joshua, which means Jehovah is salvation. And so Jesus will save his people from their sins, not just the Hebrew people, but his people. Who are the people of God? Anyone who puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He will save his people from their sins. Who is he? Well, his name Jesus tells us of his mission. He will save. But it also emphasizes his humanity. He's Mary's son. But the name Emmanuel, given to him just a few verses later in Matthew chapter 1, speaks also of his mission and his deity. His mission is to be God with us on our side. God with us, supporting and protecting us. God with us to save us from our sins. He is man and he is God. And so the beautiful carols we sing emphasize that point. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail, incarnate deity. Pleased as man with men to dwell. Jesus is our Emmanuel. Isn't that amazing? What a fantastic story. And so that name, Jesus, what a beautiful name. There's something about that name. It's like the perfume poured out, Song of Solomon says, that fills the room with a great fragrance. The name of Jesus. And what was the response of Jesus when the Father said, I will send you to be the Savior of the world? Jesus' response was, I will. I will. I'll endure the pain, I'll endure the suffering, I'll endure the slander. 
And that, my friends, took love. I don't know that you could say Jesus had faith. He did. Certainly believed his Father's will. He had courage. He was humble. But he came to this earth because of love. Sometimes we get it all wrong. We miss the meaning of Christmas. You ever notice that? There was a kid's play one time, and, and they were singing, Silent night, all is calm, all is bright. Sleep in heavenly peace. A little boy, when he was singing it, sang the words, Sleep in heavenly beans. B-E-A-N-S, beans. His sister said, No, you've got it all wrong. It's peas. P-E-A-S. Sleep in heavenly peas. Get it right. <laughs> and even when the kids get it wrong, it's cute, isn't it? But sometimes they get it right. There was a guy who, uh, he, he wasn't perfect. He had his faults by his own admission, but he had one great talent. He could draw. And Sparky Schultz decided to put together a cartoon strip called Charlie Brown. Charles Schultz taught Sunday school class on a regular basis and decided he wanted to do, a, to do a Christmas special. But in his Christmas special, he wanted to have the right message, the real Christian Christmas message displayed. The producers fought him. The sponsors threatened to boycott. But Sparky dug in his heels and said, we're going to do it my way. And so that wonderful Christmas special, Charlie Brown Christmas, is a classic. And Linus quotes the first 20 verses of Luke chapter 2 in that beautiful old King James cadence. And the message still goes out every Christmas. Sometimes we get it right. So the question is this. What is your role in the Christmas story? What role are you going to play? Some people say, well, I don't believe in Jesus. Well, you're like the Pharisees who didn't believe he was the Son of God. You say, I, I, I don't want to uh, be involved. That's like the people in Bethlehem. Did you know that Mary and Joseph, because they were of the family of David, went to David's hometown? They had to have a ton of relatives. No one took them in. I don't want to get involved. We've already heard what happened, what you two guys are doing. We don't want to be a party to this. Maybe you say, I despise Christ and Christmas. You're like Herod. You'd like to get rid of him. Herod's the original Scrooge. Or maybe you say, I just don't have any room in my life for him. Like the innkeeper. Is that, is that how you respond? When God says, this is the role I want you to play in Christmas? Here's a better way. This is how we should respond to the role that God wants us to play. We should welcome him like Mary and Joseph. We should witness for him like the shepherds, who once they heard and once they saw, went and told everyone they could the entire story. And we should be like the magi who came to worship. That's how we ought to respond for Christmas. That's how we ought to respond when God says, I want you to accept my son. So what is your response? What are you going to do this Christmas? 
We sing joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart, what is it? Prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. That's how you respond. Sing with me that chorus. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let her receive. 